NRL.com pre-season preview podcast continue with the Canberra Raiders. Chris Kennedy in the studio with Jamie Sauer. Jamie, thanks for being here. Thanks, CK. Now, what do we make of the Raiders? For me, one of the most interesting teams. Surprise packet last year, not making the grand final defence. Just went through the roof. They're impregnable on their line. They've lost their halfback. They've lost their right edge strike. They've got a couple of big ins to replace those guys. We've seen in 2016 to 17, not backing up a, a good season. Just how do you see this all panning out for the Raiders? Yeah, the Raiders outstanding last year. I think if you looked at the preseason stuff, I know our stuff, they overachieved what we thought they were capable of. But... What Ricky Stewart's done down there is, for the first time, I think, in a long time in his coaching career, the focus was on defence. And they made that their their badge of honour. And then after that, your attack starts to flow. And having been in one of those sides at the Dragons, when you know that the team can't score against you, and if they get six or, or ten points and you know you can get more than that, it's easy to be able to go into games and feel confident. So I thought the Raiders last year were fantastic. A uh, little bit of roster change. The, the big question's going to be around, obviously, what happens uh, in and around George Williams' form to start the year. A lot of pressure on the young man coming over from Wigan. Uh, he's a stocky type. He's a ball runner, similar to Jack Whiten, so they will have two ball runners. That dynamic, uh, I think, will work because you got Hodgson. You've got mm. one of the most dominant number nines that we've seen in recent history pulling all the strings. Uh, it's, it's a good-looking side. Again, they're going to be hard to beat, especially when they've made Canberra their fortress. The teams that make their home ground their fortress get confidence to be able to go on the road in tough environments and get wins. Is it a bit of a gamble? Like They had the option of just keeping Aidan Caesar and not picking up George Williams, but they've, I guess, seen an opportunity to potentially improve their playmaking. Is it an unnecessary gamble or potentially a calculated one? Uh, I think a calculated one. Um, I think last year Aidan Caesar was fantastic throughout stages of... Uh, the NRL season, but the indecisiveness at the start of the year, was it he or Sam Williams? I thought Sam Williams' kicking game was actually better suited to a Jack Whiten uh, running game, but if you get George Williams over, you know that you're going to play he's going to play with Hodgson, who you know, another English guy, a superstar over there, who comes over he's done well here, he, he can allow George Williams time to settle in, it's going to be whether he can handle the workload and handle being able to be in the pressure environment of the NRL, where you don't get any easy games the Super League, you play one hard game every six weeks, over here, week to week, you don't know who's going to be up mm, Josh Hodgson's going to be potentially even more important, controlling things, almost a bit of a Cam Smith type role, just controlling the pace out of dummy half and uh, a lot of try assists last year as well. So that kind of controlling nature, if you've got two running halves, is going to be pretty important. And everyone's had a chance to look at them now. We all know that the Jack White and experiments, you know, been successful. You know, how do teams defend him now? How do teams defend his running game? Do they send another defender across to be able to put some pressure on him and make him play at the back? Uh, do they get up in George Williams's face and cut down his time? Chance Nickel Clockstad, fantastic last year. How does he back up? You know that sensational season, Bailey Simonson. All these guys that were outstanding last year. When you don't get the chocolates, sometimes you know, everyone's had a bit better look at you now. And mm. there's no probably better, I guess, example than Ash Taylor and the Titans. You know, fantastic season. Everyone starts to work you out in the NRL. Everyone does a little bit more video and they come back. And now the Raiders, they aren't under the radar anymore. They're going to be uh, have a big target on their backs. Mm, well, you talked about Chans and he was one guy that people probably didn't know what to expect last year. Only a couple of games for the Warriors, mostly on the wing. Um, so as a fullback, it was a bit of an unknown quantity, but that's not the case this year. No, and it's going to be, if they want to go to the next level, the Raiders, they need to develop that a uh, little bit... F- 
more options off Whiten and off Nicol Klockstad because last year, I think we've been around 18, 19, Hodgson had all the try assists. Caesar, Whiten and uh, Klockstad had only combined for like 10 try assists. So they are a different team, the Raiders. They do score a lot of tries off kicks and you know, flick passes and just ad-lib footy, which is a style that can win in the NRL. But... Those guys are going to have to develop a little bit more. Whiten's going to have to get the combination with Croker a little bit better. You know, George Williams, it's going to take time. How does Curtis Scott fit into all this? So um, hopefully they don't have any growing pains early. But you can understand that if that first month, if they go two and two, I think Ricky Stewart would be very happy. And that, uh, the strike that they've lost through Leilua and Jordan Rupina, um, obviously Curtis Scott comes in. Bailey Simonson, you mentioned, is uh, you know, establishing himself in first grade, but it's a you know it's big shoes to fill on that edge. Yes, definitely. You look at what they were able to do on that on that left edge or that right edge, beg your pardon, with Rapana and Leilua. Sometimes you'd sit down on a Sunday afternoon and you knew that they were going to score a try that following set because Rapana would go infield, offload Leilua, then somehow Rapana would end up and they'd score in the corner. So uh, and that what's under underestimated is that combination with Elliot Whitehead. Yeah, mm. they started to form a pretty lethal combination on that right edge. That will take time as well. But, you know, Curtis Scott, Simonson, they just have to be busy and make sure that they're not trying to play like Leilua and Rapana and make sure they get their defence right because Ricky Stewart will be drilling into them. Defence wins games and attack will build off that. You talk about the second-year syndrome around guys like Chance. Does that apply at all to someone like John Bateman? Because he came into the NRL, um, we knew he was a good player, but I don't think people realised just how good he was going to be for the Raiders. He's coming in under an injury cloud. He might be around one. He's got an issue with his shoulder. He was absolutely everywhere in, in 2019. Are people going to be doing a bit more homework on him as well? Yeah, they will, but he's an absolute superstar. He will, you know, If he continues on this trajectory upward, he's going to go down as one of the most memorable uh, imports that we've had mm. playing the NRL. His passion for the game, he's tough, he gets everything done. I think he's going to kick on again off the heartache of last year. Don't forget, the guys that come over from England usually come from the the big four or the big three, right? Mm. So they, they've had success. So when they come over here, if they don't succeed early on, so they can go two ways. They can go, you know, a couple of guys have gone back pretty early. John mm. Bateman's come from a big club in Wigan. He's come over here. He's made a grand final his first year, back row of the year, all that kind of stuff. He, he will he will carry that on into the season 2020. If you have a look at their forward pack, there's not much room for error here if, you, if you're out of form because there's guys in the wings. As Hudson Young was in and out a little bit last year. He had a bit of trouble. But you've got consistent performers in Soliola, Tarpane, Papali, Hodgson, Horsberg was great last year. Dinamis Louis was uh, fantastic. Havili. So you've got all these guys that are you know, chomping at the bit to be able to get an opportunity. Um, the only thing that concerns me for the, the Raiders is they were very lucky with injuries last year. They didn't mm. have any long-term, uh, we have to reshuffle and just you know keep keep the boat afloat for a while. So be interested to see how they go if they do get uh, a couple of injuries. But you know, their, their depth is outstanding. Prediction time. Yeah, look, I think off the back of what they did last year, they are going to be hard to beat, especially because they're so good at home. Uh, I can see this team winning a lot of home games, but also um, letting some games slip that they probably aren't up for, that they, they think they're entitled to win. So last year they finished fourth, this year they finished third. Third place to the Raiders, you heard it here first. Thanks for joining us on the NRL.com preview podcast.